Welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. And I'm his wife, Natalie. <laughs> That's a little sample of what's to come. Um, yeah. Did you do that at the end of season one at all? Probably. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Um, but more on that later. Yeah. Um, if you're new to the show, this is, well, if you're new to the show, this is a weird one to start with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe go back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't start here. Yeah. Uh, but this is a show where we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week, or at least most weeks. Um, right now we're at the, we finished season two of How I Met Your Mother last week, and there are two bonus, epi- two more episodes of Friends than there are How I Met Your Mother. So uh, we're just talking about Friends this week, or maybe we'll talk about something else at the end. There's a little bonus thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. But how are you, Natalie? Um, I'm in a lot of stress where, um, there's a lot of changes around, uh, uh, one where I met your mother HQ here. We're uh, relocating. So we're, you know, lots of boxes. It's kind of chaotic, messy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll be exciting in the long run, but yeah, right now it is very stressful. Yeah. There's always like something to handle or take care of or coordinate or change. Yeah. It's very stressful. Convinced something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Like we get, we changed our, um, address, you know, our internet. Yeah. And, and we added cable right now. We have satellite. We're like old, like I know like most people our age or then younger than us, like are total cord cutters, but we still have like regular TV, but we're getting rid of the satellite and adding, the cable to our internet. Yeah. Because, uh, look, we're, we're obviously big TV people. Yeah. But the thing, so, um, the, the, the company was like, oh, the people who are moving out are already set up. So they don't, they're like, we're just going to send you all the stuff. No one's going to come out and hook this up or install anything for you to send you the stuff. And we're going to fuck it you up. Get, or they're just not going to send it on the right day or they're yeah. not going to send the right thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're going to be, I feel like I've gone to great lengths to make sure that we are not without internet for yeah. more than like just the time that we're moving. And I feel like we're going to be without internet. It's going to be fucked up. It's going to be a problem because we're both working from home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On most days. So I'm convinced anyway, that that's going to be a disaster. At least we don't have chicken pox. That's true. Yeah. Let's get into the, the episodes here. Let's ta- start with friends. So like I said, we're on season two, episode 23. There is no episode 23 of season two of how I met your mother. Right. So season two, episode 23 of friends is called the one with the chicken pox. And, uh, we get a perk opening. We get a perk opening. We should do a, sp- a shot of espresso. Yeah. Um, nope. it's too, it's <laughs> like eight o'clock at night. So I, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't, uh, if I like drink caffeine late, I don't have trouble sleep. I never have trouble falling asleep. I always yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. But I will have like fucked up dreams. If you have caffeine? Yeah. I will have very strange mm-hmm. dreams. Um, yeah. I feel like coffee's effect on me is all psychological. So I will like convince myself that I'm not tired and right. like will myself to stay awake. I have a fucked up relationship with sleep always have i'm a bit of a insomniac yeah which we talked about how the show was going to be called insomniac cafe that's right yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah i guess that's it makes sense yeah this is why you this is why friends speaks to you so yeah because you're a uh, an insomniac i have uh 
the a superpower where yeah. I can fall asleep at any time. Any situation, yeah. <laughs> like a light or out like a what do they say? Yeah, out, out like, out a, like light? a light. Yeah. yeah, I could fall asleep at any time. The yeah. the secret if you want to if you want to achieve this this superpower that I have, it's easy. Just don't get enough sleep. That's that's why I'm like. You know how at the end of Avengers, no. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo says, that's my secret. I'm always angry. That's my secret. I'm always tired because I don't sleep enough. I sleep like five hours a night. It's not enough. I feel like you sleep more than I do. I don't think I do. Okay. Um, it's not a contest. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're opening at the, at, at, at the perk. Um, We've got uh, the introduction of the main story here is that Phoebe has a uh, uh, a male acquaintance, um, basically a fuck buddy in the military, right? Yeah. Who uh, every time he's in town for a weekend or whatever, you know, he goes and does these like secret submarine missions for months at a time. And then he comes back and they have a, like a fling together, but he's coming into town for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then the, that they definitely it. have like a room. I don't. I feel like it's more than a fuck buddy. It's like, I feel like it is kind of like romantic. Okay, you know what it is. You know what the term for it is. Hmm. It's a situation ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Situation ship. Oh, good one. Although a submarine is a boat. Right. Um. Uh. Okay. So and then yeah, the the tag ends with the intro- introduction of like. Uh, like Phoebe said all of this stuff about her plans for the next two weeks. And then Ross is like, by the way, Ben has chicken pox. So you guys are all probably exposed. And Phoebe like immediately starts itching. So turns out she has chicken pox because she's the only one in the, of the gang who never had it. Yeah. I had it when I was a kid. Me too. Did we talk about this last week? Cause you, uh, you, we t- you talked about the fact that there's a chicken pox vaccine. Yeah. Now, which there wasn't when you and I were kids. Right. They would like, yeah. But I did have like sleepovers with my sister like in my bedroom when I had the chicken pox and yeah, my parents wanted me to give to yeah, my sister. You wanna, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely what parents do. Yeah. Um, it feels crazy at the time. Like, why did you make this happen? But I, I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I could be making stuff up about a chicken pox vaccine, but I'm pretty sure it was No, we like, had a listener. Okay. Um, confirm, and it was like... Almost like right after this episode aired, okay. <laughs> um, that that there was a chicken box vaccine, okay. uh, like within a year or two at least. Uh, here's something I never noticed. I don't know if it's true. Did the did the decor decor did the decor uh-huh. at the perk change? Was there always that big like comic book panel on the back of the monster? It's like a big like monster saying "No more decaf," and it's like a comic book. You Was know- that always there? It might be new because I also noticed like on, there was like weird cartoon imagery on the big giant mugs. Well, too. Ross has Ross's mug in the final scene. scene, the final like scene at the park at least says central jolt on it, which yeah. we've seen yeah. in a That's previous like episode their is their brand of yeah. coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was a first, I mean, no, they, this, they're always known true. for like the big, huge mugs the size yeah. of your head, but I've never yeah. seen like a little graphic on it before. Yeah. I, so I maybe think their graphics yeah. department is like, I don't know. They got a little like injection of the budget there. Yeah. They're yeah. like props department. Yeah. Um, do you ever, <laughs> I know you do cause we watched this movie during the pandemic. Do you remember, uh, 
so I married an axe murderer. Yes. When he gets the cappuccino in the enormous yes. mug and he says, oh, excuse me, I ordered the large cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> it has some great stuff in it. Great movie. It's not. Start to finish. A, it, but it has some very funny, like, it's Mike Myers being, like, I love when he, like, first gets to her apartment, you know? And he's like, wow, what a great place. The only thing this place is missing is a gigantic poster of Atlantic City. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So that's, uh, we've introduced that that sort of main storyline. The the Monica and um, Richard? I mm-hmm. forgot his name. Uh, yep. Monica and Tom Selleck, uh, Richard storyline yeah. is that, like, when he makes, when he stays the night, he makes the bed, and then she secretly remakes it because she's, like... Uh, neurotic yeah but i like i know i i've often said that phoebe's my favorite character but i think monica might be my favorite character because there are so many things like i'm not necessarily a neat freak like she is but having like (laughs) come on (laughs) i'm not filthy no no you're not filthy but here's the thing i related so much to monica because of like the bed specifically like i need the covers like like it needs to be right, like but a that certain wasn't way. her thing is the thing this is what i said it's just like the right. idea of right the idea of like when you're putting the duvet on right the tag goes at the bottom of, sure that's i 100 and the that. blooms are at the top of the bed because that's where the sun would be and yeah. as she was saying it she knew how like wacko it sounded but i was like fully with her but i was with her yeah. too like yeah. no this is the way that it should be and sometimes it doesn't make sense but it makes sense to you and i get that yeah so and you know that i have a lot of like yeah. Weird, like, rules that govern my life. That don't make any sense whatsoever. But that, you know, it's a mix of, like, they are things that I have implemented to keep me from being stressed out, but they actually they cause make, me stress They make well. your life worse. And that's when I have a... Like, so I have a lot of those rules, too, and I do have, like, OCD tendencies. Like, you know, I, I think a lot of people do. Um, but when it becomes, like... It, when it impairs your life in certain ways, like that's when you have to like take a step back and like reevaluate some of those. Or if I need to go back to therapy. Yeah, Cause, that too. Yeah. I'm a therapist, but not yours. Because when I was in therapy, we did like, that's very loud. Um, you're like uh, Peter McNichol on Alan McBeal. Do you remember, um, no. I don't know how much Alan McBeal you watched. No. But he like, um, one of his tricks as a lawyer is while the opposing lawyer was like, uh, giving his like closing arguments, whatever he would loudly pour himself like a glass of water from the pitcher. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I talked about this with my therapist, but I don't think I, I have a lot, like, I don't even think you know the extent of like rules that, that, that govern my life because I have a lot of shame about it. And I don't like, there are things, there are decisions that I might appear to make on my own, but that I'm actually like consulting like an inner spreadsheet that I don't always say because I'm embarrassed about how deep this goes. Like well, my, my compulsive behavior. You underestimate how much I do notice all of them and I don't bring them to your attention. But like, it's I probably know. True. You don't, we don't each other 14 years. You have a, a series of numbers and like, I know the little like alarm system that you have to like remind you to like look outside or get <laughs> a glass of water or. I know this, and we haven't talked about this before, but I know you set a, like when you go to work or if you're gone for the day, I'm pretty sure you set a timer like 
check in with Natalie because it's like at one o'clock. So you're like, oh, I need to check in. It's actually not. Um, my when I'm at work, I I do have a one o'clock like reminder to take Darla on a walk. Okay, so if and you're so not when home, that goes off, okay. and I'm like, oh, I wonder how Natalie and Darla are doing. Okay. So that that's just it is yeah. kind of like okay. So I don't. No, I don't have a text Natalie okay. <laughs> reminder, but it does happen at the same time every day because I think about. Yeah, I like look. It's like okay, I'm going to hear from David in a second. Um, <laughs> anyway, enough about us. Uh, okay, so that's that storyline. Now the third storyline is Joey uh, gets hired as a processor at whatever that is at Chandler's like mysterious job, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, this storyline happened in another show where like a friend was hired and like became the favorite of all the other employees. Okay. Was it Seinfeld? I'm trying to think it's like another like sitcom where yeah. w- one of the friend groups gets a job and like everyone talks shit about the boss. Oh, right. Well, no, didn't it, did I it mean- happen in friends already? I think what you're talking about is when, when Chandler got promoted and suddenly wasn't the people he had been friends with, he wasn't friends with anymore, but which did Chandler Phoebe, did, but also Ted did it as well. Did Phoebe like work there briefly? Oh, it was like yeah. another friend who kind of like sabotaged. Oh yeah. Because Phoebe, that's right. Phoebe did work there and that's, that's yeah. how Chandler knew that they were, that his, the people who answered to him were talking shit behind his back because, because Phoebe, Phoebe was, you're right. Yes. Okay. So yeah. this is like a, it's only the, second season and they're <laughs> already recycling storylines but it's also probably such a common trope like yeah. i said yeah. how many mother also did it when ted yeah. got promoted right you know suddenly people were talking shit uh <clears throat> but um joey decides to treat it like a acting role he's pretending that he's a guy yeah. who works as a processor with and a backstory uh yeah but he meets another processor from another department played by steve park aka oh. Mike Yanagita right. from Fargo, right. but also very much, most recently, at least for us, um, the chef in the third story in the French Dispatch. Right. Remember, yes. the, he's yes, the, yes. the chef yes. that comes over to cook, like, yes. comes to the police station or something to cook dinner? Or is he cooking dinner for the police chief? I can't remember. Yeah. You and I saw it, like, when it was brand new in theater, yeah. so it's been, like, six months. Yeah. Almost, but um, uh, he was, I love Steve Park and, like, that character in the French, I love the French dispatch too. I think you, yeah. that, and that character is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cause he's like, he has this very like kind of sad existential monologue at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Great performance. I love seeing Steve park. Um, so then, uh, <laughs> Phoebe's getting ready to see, uh, Ryan. Was that his name? Uh, yes, Ryan. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, and she's got like the little, like, is it cortisone or whatever yeah. you put on like all over her yeah. face and she's looking herself in the mirror and she says she's, she's, she's hideous. But, uh, uh, so we find out what her solution to the problem is when Ryan shows up played by Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I like transported back into like 1996 because I saw Charlie Sheen and I was like, Oh, Hey, Charlie Sheen. Like I forgot about, Two and a half all men. I forgot it. about Tiger Blood. I forgot yeah. about all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, we like Charlie Sheen. Hot yeah. shots. Those are funny movies, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so it was fun to, like, see Charlie Sheen not with all the baggage that would come in, like, the, yeah. two, the 2000s. Um, uh, and he's great in this episode. He's too. so good. Yeah. This I found myself 
uh, watching this episode feeling sad that because there's no Jaime and your mother, we're not going to do a playing favorites because mm-hmm. this episode of friends is so good yeah. and so funny yeah. that I was like, there's a good chance this would be, I, this would be one of the weeks I would pick friends over how I met your mother, but there's mm-hmm. nothing to go up against, but I just want to say this episode is top tier friends. It's yeah. so, it's so funny. Yeah. And um, like, I like that the storylines were like pretty low stakes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, but they were just like fun. And yeah, made like their their premises for comedy to happen. Mm. You know? I also wonder if because there wasn't like a Ross and Rachel storyline, you liked it more because they were just kind of like flitting around, like they didn't have much to do. That's true. They do have they have a great tag at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But um, but yeah, I like I, yeah. Maybe that is because it didn't get like the it wasn't like the you didn't get like the romance the romance stuff. It was yeah. just. A sitcom being a sitcom. Yeah. It was like fulfilling the promise of like, here's a bunch of people like doing funny things. Yeah. Yeah. Going about their wacky lives. Yeah. Uh, and so, so Phoebe's like in the dark with like a veil over her head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the whole bunch of funny business there. We'll get to that more when we get to funniest moments. Uh, meanwhile, as you, as you uh, teased, um, Joey's creating this entire character who like uh, has has two kids and then he suddenly decides no three kids yeah and, a baby yeah uh, yeah there's a, a, a baby Ashley and, and Brittany and Ashley and Brittany go to the same school as one of the other processors kids yeah which is very funny um I love that um and then uh uh oh yeah I forgot to mention the um the payoff from the previous one the first big Charlie Sheen scene is that he also has Ryan has also never had chicken pox and he decides fuck it and makes out with Phoebe. So then we cut to like the next day and they're, they're playing Monopoly and he also has a little like cortisone splotches all over. So he's clearly gotten the chicken pox now. Yeah. Uh, two calamine lotion, calamine. That's what I'm looking for. What is cortisone? Cortisone is. But that's also itch because. Yeah. But calamine is like dog. Jack had to have like, uh, like pink. It smells great. like okay. I have like such an affinity for the smell, okay, of calamine like lotion, grapefruit. No, it's Bubble like gum? a medicinal, like citrusy. Huh. I can't describe it. Medicinal. Huh. Cit- I think we have some. I'll, I'll do a smell. It's too bad. We, yeah, we uh, don't it's have smell vision. vision. Here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't get this uh, this past weekend. As you know, the TCM Classic Film Festival was here in town. And they did a Saturday at late night screening of polyester mm. where they handed out the scratch and smell cards. Oh, that's awesome. And if it hadn't been for the fact that it was like a midnight movie and I'd already seen five movies that day. I would have loved to go. Yeah, but it it was too, lo- it was, I was too tired Yeah, <laughs> after yeah. a long day of watching movies. Uh, anyway, um, where was I? Where was I? Okay, so then we get this business of them like playing Monopoly, but just trying not to scratch. They're not supposed to scratch their things. And they like are sort of almost like it gets sexual, but the actual like pleasure is from them scratching. So like rubbing up against each other and and scratching each other's bodies. And it's all very funny. And I'm pretty sure Lisa Kudrow found it very funny too. Cause there's a couple of times in this episode when I'm like, is she about to giggle? Like, is she, like I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like she looked like she was having a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Um, and he like Charlie Sheen was so game. Like he was so good. Yeah. 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 Um, they were great together. Uh, so then, um, 
Joey's making friends with all the coworkers, and including uh, Jeannie, I think. Mm-hmm. He's played by an actually named Mary Pat Green. Yeah, who, she's like, in everything. Yeah, that's what I was like trying to figure out what I know her from, and it's like, oh, she's been in like one episode of everything, or played a bit part in like every movie. Yeah, she's. It's just hard to to pin one down. Yeah, um, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I'll bet she's been in a Seinfeld, but I don't. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I might have might have been wrong. You should have taken that bet. No Seinfeld. She plays a her first role is uncredited campaign aide in Taxi Driver. Okay. So how about that? All right. Um uh but also okay, Dorian Wilson is uh Mr. Douglas. Right, which I looked up. He was on an episode of Friends before. Yes. But the character's name changed. <laughs> Yes, I, I I didn't know that until I looked it looked it up on on IMDb. So the first episode of Friends he's in in season one, his character's name is Mr. Kogan, hmm. and then he changed it to Mr. Douglas, I guess. Okay, I don't know. It's uh, very strange, but um, yeah, I can't remember what we decided we knew Dorian Wilson from because he's another one of of those actors who's just been in everything, many yeah. many things. Um, but he's good here. Uh, although it, it got me thinking about like one, <laughs> one thing that TV gave me the wrong impression of was I thought as a kid, when I grew up and got a job, I would be calling my bosses, Mr. Or Mrs. Or Ms. Whatever. Yeah, you just yeah. call your boss by your first name, but I don't know. Maybe that would, is that, that office culture has become more casual or fake casual at least like or is it that people who write for tv shows don't know what real jobs are like yeah (laughs) yeah one of those two things um okay so uh yeah so yeah joey's like selling or joseph joey's character is like selling chandler down the river like throwing him under the bus you know yeah um uh, to to Mr. Um, I already forgot his name. Douglas. Mr. Douglas. Um, and uh, uh, back in the Monica and Richard storyline, we get another thing that very much spoke to me because we're going through it a lot right now. Another one of her little things is folding over a little tab on a, t- on a tape roll, third mm-hmm. duct tape. Yeah. But we have a lot of moving tape, and yeah. I've been trying to remember to do that when yeah. we're like, because it is a pain in the ass yeah. to like find it on the roll, find it and yeah. then like get it off all in one piece. You yeah. know, the little strands. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, gotta do the tab. Yeah. Gotta do the tape tab. Uh, I said, this is what, that's what I wrote. You gotta fold the tape tab. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. And so Monica has, speaking of duct tape, has duct taped, this is why she was using it. She's duct taped oven mitts to Phoebe and Ryan's hands so that they can't scratch themselves or each other. And we get, Again, just Charlie Sheen being game, and obviously this is Kudrow's game. Just a lot, of, a lot of silliness yeah. out of this. Starting with a great joke, <laughs> when like you hear the toilet flush, and Charlie Sheen comes out of the bathroom with the oven mitts on his hand, and he's like, "Well, that was difficult." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of, and I've never played um, Edward's forty hand, Ed, Edward forty hands. Yeah, but you know of people who did it. Uh, I weirdly never knew anyone who did it but uh it's gonna come up on how i met your mother <laughs> <gasps> oh that's funny um 
I think that would be the big, the hardest part of it is just drinking that much and not being able to pee. But once you finish both of them, you can pee, right? But that's 80 ounces of beer. Like, I would have to pee. I think I could... I could drink that much beer pretty oh, quickly. My bladder would not with, withhold that. I think I could do it. Um, all right. Uh, well, now we got to do Edward Forty Hands at some point. <laughs> the finale of this whole thing. Yeah. Won't do. <laughs> uh, okay. So again, it's so like they're like <laughs> trying trying to have a romantic dinner that yeah. like Rachel prepared for them, or and she's like the. The cobbler's coming out of the oven, the plate's hot, but I guess you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, like, Charlie Sheen is, like, trying to, like, un- like take the cork out of the wine with his teeth, and then he has to, like, spit the cork into Phoebe's hands. Yeah. It's also silly. He spills some wine, and she, like, wipes it up wipes with it the up with oven mitt. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very silly. And then they give in, and they, like, rip the oven mitts off. Again, like they're going to go at each other, but going at each other just, just means they're scratching. scratching. And, again, I... I think Lisa Kudrow was like yeah. about to break. Yeah. Um, I loved all of this. It was, it was all so funny. Ross like forgets something and like runs back into the apartment and then like slowly backs yeah. away. Like I can't even. Um, so then uh, Richard finally decides like, Oh, I have a thing. Cause this is like the whole story is Monica's like, she feels like she's crazy cause the, her, because she's got all these things quote unquote. And Richard doesn't have a thing. He finally wakes up in the middle of the night and says he has a thing. He has to sleep on the West side of the bed because he grew up in California and that's where the, ocean. the ocean to be yeah. on the, on the right side. Uh, and that's all very cute. I don't have, you have a side, you're particular about sides of the bed. Um, but right? it's not consistent. I have to like size it up when I see it. Yeah. I mean, it is consistent with our bed at home. No, but yeah. But, but if I've we noticed... like go to a hotel room, I always have to. Yeah. I have to be able to pick, but it's not always. Yes, closest I have to the learned. I just closest. wait for you to tell me what yeah. side I'll be sleeping. I have on to really feel it out. You, yeah, uh, yeah. We just stayed a couple weeks ago in an Airbnb, and you slept on a different side than you sleep here at home. Yeah. But it was just the right side. For yeah. You. All right. Um, uh, we mentioned Ross's branded Central Jolt coffee mug. Um, there's just like props a, to the props department. Yeah, uh, there's a little like wrap up at the perk, and and then um, Phoebe like bids Ryan adieu, or I guess bon voyage is what mm-hmm. he, she would bid him because he's going on a boat. Um, and then we get a great tag at the end. Oh yeah, because Phoebe like not Phoebe Rachel sees ryan in his uniform and is like very into it right and so we get the tag at the end that's like a play on an officer and a gentleman where he like shows up in uniform and is gonna carry her out but then she keeps forgetting things and he has to carry and he's like clearly like um losing his grip on her and there's a part there's a part where he like readjusts and kind of tosses her up a bit and she's like "Ooh, yeah (laughs) which i thought was funny and then finally he just like dumps her on the couch and says, I'll meet you upstairs. It was a, it was a very funny bit, to, a very funny end to a very funny episode. Yeah. Uh, although I did wonder, uh, stolen valor. Is he wearing like medals and stuff on his? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's funny because like, um, Rachel says to him, like, um, something about like, if, if you were going to find a sailor outfit, you know, kind of like hinting at, and he's like, give me one second. And he like yeah. runs to the, Payphone, I guess, like and orders a yeah, uh, uh, yeah, dress whites is what he's wearing. Dress whites, yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, any other straight observations, or should we yeah. move on to funniest moments? Here's my question. Okay. Why are Phoebe's like? Why? Why are Phoebe's like sexcapades with Ryan at not at her own apartment? She says because her grandma's never had chickenpox. <gasps> oh, I missed that. Yeah. So I'm like, why does she get to use? No, it's because she's trying to protect okay. her grandma from okay. getting the chickenpox. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I missed that part. Thank um, you. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to funniest moments. Um, I mentioned spitting out the wine cork, so that'll be my first one. What okay. was, what, what else did you have? Um, well, we already talked about it, but when, um, when Joey's at, uh, in Chandler's office and he makes up the character of Joseph, uh-huh. he's talking to, um, Janine or whatever. Jeannie. Turns, yeah. Jeannie. Turns out our kids go to the same school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. We didn't even mention the whole thing about like Chandler, like to get back at Joey, saying that his character, Chandy, yeah. is having an affair with Joseph's wife, Karen. Karen, and has a pair of her underwear in his desk. Yeah, and Joey's, oh, like, very upset about yeah. it. Joseph is. Yeah, and he's like, really? And he's like, no, you psychotic. She's a fictional person. Yeah. Very funny. Um, but that wasn't my, my pick. No, right? he calls him a freak show. Freak show, that's right. <laughs> um, uh... Uh, no, my next, my actual next pick for funniest moment is we didn't even talk about this whole bit in the opening, in the cold open about Chandler and Monica both ordered a, bran- a banana muffin yeah. and there's only one left and, Chan- and Chandler like takes it and licks it so that Monica can't have any. But then there's a very funny bit after that where like people keep saying things that could easily be turned into dirty jokes, yes, but he's yes. got a mouthful of banana and, and, um, and uh, and Monica says, like, Phoebe, tell us before you can swallow. <laughs> and then Joey's like, so this guy goes down for months at a time. And Monica's like, that'll teach you to lick my muffin. And he yeah. can't, like, respond to all these things. Yeah. Because he's got a mouthful of yeah. stolen banana muffin. Very yeah. funny bit. That was funny. Uh, I have one more. What do you, what, do you have any more? Um, when, well, another scene with Joey in the office um, when Joseph is, like, defending himself, like, Joseph is the kind of guy who like doesn't take any guff. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to pull? He'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the setup exactly, but what are you like he's, to pull, he'll he's say. done so much character work yeah. around this Joseph. Um, uh, lesson got a big laugh out of me. Props to the lighting and direction oh, department. Yeah. Yeah. When Phoebe Fred like is, in the dark with her veil yeah. on and she's like reveals herself to show what she looks like at that exact moment. Cause it's raining, raining and there's like a thunderstorm outside exact, exact moment. There's a huge lightning strike and yeah. Charlie Sheen goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a plus episode. Yeah. Right here. Um, do you have any other funniest m- moments or should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Let's make it fashion. Um, I'm going to start with Joseph's, uh, work look that he became, Oh, he became yeah. a different guy. He's yeah. wearing like very yeah. sort of '90s, like broad shoulder, like uh, double-breasted um, suits, and he's got his hair like slicked back and yeah. not in his usual slicked back way—a different kind of yeah. business slicked back way. I thought he suited up nicely. Yeah, that's a nod to how I met your mother. Um, yeah, he was well suited, and I was thinking to myself. Um, like, how does he afford all these suits? You know, because, like, we know that he struggles with money a little bit. But he, for all we know, he, like, 
bought a bunch of suits when he was like flushed for like uh, that yeah. couple months when he was like buying yeah well he twelve hundred dollar like uh, nick you know tchotchkes and shit yeah uh yeah he looked great that was my first one what, what else do you have i have, I have um three. rachel has a, a great mini dress i think in the um in a scene at the apartment it okay. has like some like chevron print she looks great in a mini dress yeah is that when she's like getting the dinner ready for i think so for uh, I think so, phoebe yeah. and ryan yeah. yeah um go on uh well i've got um the first when 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 monica re- remakes the bed and then in her first scene her like red silk robe looked very cool and comfortable hmm. yeah um did you notice uh, Charlie Sheen wearing like green velour pants? <laughs> were they velour? No, they looked like velveteen. Yeah. yeah, they were green when they were playing Monopoly. That's funny. I thought it was a funny choice. Um, who you like better? Okay, as a big name playing a small role as a seaman submarine seaman on a tv show charlie sheena and friends or do you remember when christian slater was on the west wing i do and yeah. he and donna had like a little flirtation yeah yeah um, who do you like better charlie sheen or christian slater well i think just like what charlie sheen had to do in this episode yeah 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 all right um oh another one i have yeah i have um, one more too uh, okay, if i go can on. go first yes. um i just have to mention every time it comes back you know i love repeated clothes joey's like soft shouldered unstructured check sport coat when he when he's first in chandler's office talking about getting the job he's wearing that that same sport coat that he wore to like uh carol and susan's wedding and it shows up time and time again um i really like in the last scene where phoebe's like wishing ryan a bon voyage she's uh-huh. wearing kind of like a like a 1940s style green dress and it kind of reminded me of like um like world war ii era like oh, farewell yeah. to your sailor yeah oh that was probably intentional yes, yeah yes. yeah that's great i'm glad you ended with that one uh any running jokes motifs foreshadowing anything like that you um, wanted to call out i didn't catch anything but you're like celeb guests obviously oh, yeah um motifs you know um monica's like mental health issues <laughs> and then type A personality, type A personality, yeah. obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and then also making light of mental health issues. Like they use freak show freak yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Uh, well should we, I think we should take a quick break here. Okay. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back. And um, normally this is where we would talk about how I met your mother, but uh, instead we're just going to jump right to our uh, segments that we do. Yeah. Right? Um, and we're going to start 
we can't do playing favorites. Obviously, it'd be friends for both of us. Uh, so we're gonna start with. Or my would it? <laughs> no, it'd be friends. Uh, we're gonna start with my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called "How Were We Doing." This is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired, or in this case, this episode. So, Friends season two, episode twenty-three, the one with the chicken pox, aired on Thursday, May 9th, nineteen ninety-six. And uh, one notable thing that happened on this day is uh, to all the boys I've loved before, heartthrob Noah Centineo was born. This oh, is the wow. birthday wow. of Noah Centineo. So how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, Uganda held its first ever direct presidential elections. Hmm. Okay. Uh Top five songs in the U.S. that day. Okay, what you got? Number five, Alanis Morissette's Ironic. Okay. I didn't care for Alanis Morissette for a long time. Uh, and there's still a lot that I don't... Like, I think... Um, I mean, Jagged Little Pill is a huge album, and I don't really like... That's what Ironic is on, right? Mm-hmm. Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. It's not my stuff. I like the... Uh, the next album had, like, One Hand in My Pocket. That's... Right? Um, or is one hand in my pocket on Jagged Little it's Pill? It's on Jagged Little it Pill. It is? Okay. Every what? single, like, song on J- Jagged Little Pill is a hit. I know, but, like, so what's the, what's the next album when she had, like, Thank You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is embarrassing. Yeah. Ironic's an embarrassing song, too. I know, like, people, it's, like, hacky to point out that... Yeah, we've already talked about. But it, it's, like, it annoys me. All right, uh... At number four, Tony Rich Project, Nobody Knows. At number three, Celine Dion's Because You Love Me. <laughs> At number two, Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Crossroads. Ooh, it's a good one. Not my cup of tea. Oh, I love it. But I'm probably wrong. It just wasn't my cup of tea at the time. Yeah. I was not into hip-hop at all. Yeah. Like... You didn't like the, like, 90s R&B? No. I came to hip-hop, like, in college, the way that a lot of, like, white kids do through like the roots and like like uh common dilated peoples like sort right. of coffee shop backpacker yeah and the actual right. like backpacker stuff like definitive jux uh, right. uh records and like and midwest whole, white like, kid hip-hop yeah, but also that whole like boston scene of like mr lift and virtuoso and jedi mind tricks i liked all that stuff in college and then i eventually came around to realizing that rap was good it didn't have to be like hipster rap to be good right but um it, and, but i'm still not like i still try to like keep up with what's going on in rap but i'm i'm nowhere near an expert at all um i tend to text our friend sean uh um, for rap takes but yeah i think you should revisit bone thugs because it's like um it's very like melodic and dark okay um yeah dark like like horror core like, like three six thematic mafia? thematic darkness okay okay uh yeah i'll definitely check them out and the number one mariah carey's always be my baby again yeah all right well that's it uh for that we don't have two of those um our second segment is called challenge accepted this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on the show um how do we do it when only you... Yeah, only I do. Right now we're tied at 10 apiece. Yeah. And I thought, when this episode started, I thought, holy shit, I nailed it. But I didn't. For a second, I thought I had really nailed um, my guess. Because my guess was the gang strategized to keep Phoebe from being exposed 
to the pox of the chicken. So I correctly predicted that Phoebe would be the one who had never had chicken pox. But by the end of the cold open, she has it. So like my, my guess that the whole episode would be about trying to keep her because I think I even, I didn't write this down, but I think even predicted it was going to be Ben who was going to get chicken pox and they were going to try and keep it from Phoebe. And I I came very close. Very close. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll make a guess on the, on the last one. Um, but I have the, I have a feeling we're going to end the season tied again. Like we did last year. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I just get a feeling that I might, um, completely (laughs) blow this one. Uh, so friends, Season two, do you want, I, I don't need you to vamp, but do you want to vamp? Um, well, you know, I need a new Fearless Flyer. The last one we've gotten is February. Well, it's currently April. I know, but I haven't seen them. We haven't got one in the mail, and it's not at Trader Joe's. But anyway. Well, supply chain, you know. Okay, the... Almond butter, chia, overnight oats. There you go. Season two, episode 24 of Friends is called The One with Barry and Mindy's Wedding. So, um, this is, um, I I can make an obvious prediction. Barry and Mindy's wedding happens, the return of Jennifer Grey, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I have to predict something, um, that's a little bit harder to guess. Yeah. So I'm going to predict, um, this is a total left field guess. God, but if I get it right, then you have to owe five hundred. <laughs> like you have to pay five hundred dollars to a charity. Yeah, well maybe. So I'm tr- I'm trying to do a like big swing, but what if I get this right? Okay. Monica and Richard break up. No comment. You'll have to give me an opportunity to. I don't know. Guess like some trivia, just to even the score. If if I win this one, okay. then you will get. Yeah, that to make it fair, you will get an opportunity to tie it back up. Okay. That makes sense, if I win this one. Okay. But that's a big swing. I'm just thinking about, like, trying to get into, like, a writer's room, say to mine, like, oh, one couple's getting married. Because mm-hmm. that's, obviously, I'm realizing, I'm thinking, because that's what happened on How I Met Your Mother. Marshall and Lily got married. Ted and Robin broke up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, it's going to dovetail Monica and Richard break up. It would make sense so. as far as, like, the lead up, because they talked about how different they are yeah monica wait hold on hold on barry and baby might be tying the knot but monica and richard are splitsville are not together (laughs) anymore (laughs) I'm going to go with Splitsville. Yeah, that's probably the best. <laughs> well, um, normally that would be the end of the episode where we start doing plugs, but it's so early we have to talk about, we watched that episode of... Mystery Diners. Mystery Diners. The late lamented uh, Food Network series that was the phoniest reality series ever made, which is saying something. Favorite fake shows. Uh, it's such a delight. We watched an episode called Street Vendor Violation. Yeah. Um... And this is from episode, this is from season 11. I think you, I like How sort of picked three. How were there 11 seasons of this Oh, there's show. like 14 yeah. or whatever. How? Um, but, uh, um, I you, picked three and I was like, pick one. And I think you made the right choice going with the later season one. Cause that's when they get really crazy. Yeah. And this is a pretty crazy one. It was very crazy. Like this is a point at the, sh- where the show 
has so long ago abandoned trying to trick you into thinking like, oh, Charles Stiles happened to find some right. sort of scam. Like right. there's two different employees running two completely different scams at yeah. the same time that kind of like come to a head. Yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous. Um, so you're right to, to do that. Uh, and also you're right. It was fun that you picked one that was not only in Los Angeles, but in on Hollywood Boulevard that I'd actually been to. Right. And I'll tell right. you, and I, I was saying, because I, TCM classic film, I just spent the last four days on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. It was like, uh, uh, it's like I never left, but I actually toured this God awful place. It's called supper club. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. It's not there anymore. I it's not it there anymore, but it was there when I worked at MFP. My friend's and place. I was scoping Do- out Donate to my friend's place. Check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was scoping out venues for like a fundraising event and I toured this facility and it was like, was it these guys? wasn't no it was someone else who like was their like event person um but imagine this place in like the light of day like it was so so for the listeners supper club is it's i I would hate this it's a dance floor surrounded by a series of white couches so it's dinner service yeah like bed yeah beds very very deep couches essentially beds and that's where people sit and and you're supposed to have a full meal on these beds and then dance on the dance floor and that it's like supposed to be like the creme de la creme of Hollywood like with bottle service but it was so disgusting like I went there to tour it and it was like this is not the place you want to see light of day it was so gross so you could imagine like if it's like very dark and everyone's drunk it looks like a passable place to hang yeah, out, like maybe. lighting or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like hiding but the it was scuffs like, and... Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah. It, we, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. You got multiple shots in this episode of people, like, with their shoes on, just, like, getting up onto these white couches, walking on these bed couch things. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the Sex in the City episode where they go to a yeah. club that's beds? Yeah. I would hate... Because like, you don't like to be, like, laid down in front of people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I try to do my part and donate blood every once in a while. Yeah. My least favorite part about donating blood is having to be prone in public, lying down in public. I don't like feeling that vulnerable. So I would not like, I would not like this. We need to do some like exposure there. Cause sometimes it's like, like if you're laying out by a pool. If it's outdoors, I guess that's a little different. Like certainly okay. you and I have gone on picnics where I've reclined. Okay. You know, Uh huh. um, but I think it's something especially about like indoors. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know. I think okay. it's wrapped up my thing of like not wanting to be seen as immature. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like only babies lay down. <laughs> well, only a kid would be like, I'm just going to lay down here in public. <laughs> you know? That's not true. I'm um, tired. That's what I think people are thinking. Like, oh, look at that baby. He must be tired. <laughs> tight, tight. <laughs> um, so yeah, this uh, place has bottle service. Um, Charles Stiles is helping these owners find out where they're like, why they're like leeching so much money. They're losing forty thousand dollars a night in bottles, Natalie. and their chef is not working out. Turns out they're closing. Well, their new chef. The, the food's getting great reviews. Yeah, but they're just not doing the numbers. Because everyone wants to eat a plate of like pasta in or a short ribs as bed. the one guy says yeah in bed in a yeah. filthy bed I just in front of put on a suit yeah lay down on a bed and eat some short ribs yeah. it's a great night out sounds who wouldn't like, love that sounds like a blast and then also in this episode it was very strange that 
So the mystery diet, like the plant who's like pretending Elliot. to be like a birthday boy. Yeah. Um, he orders a bottle of rum. Like that's kind of a weird choice weird for bottle, bottle service. service. Yeah. It's usually vodka, right? It's vodka or like maybe tequila, like high end vodka right. or tequila. And then all the like mixins. Can I tell you about the one time? Well, first off my notes, I wanted to say, um, so let's put a pin in that. Um, you and I have made fun before of Mr. Denner's about how, like when they're doing an episode in Los Angeles, all the establishing shots will be like mm-hmm. Hollywood, the beach or whatever. But Venice. then it takes place well, yeah. in like Granada Hills yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. But this one was actually Hollywood Boulevard. I was, I was like, so yeah, tip mm-hmm. of the cap. They actually had a bunch of Hollywood Boulevard establishing shots and that's right where this takes place. Yeah. No, what I wanted to say is I wanted to tell the story of the one time in my life I did get to enjoy bottle service at a club. Um, this is before I knew you. Um, I went to, I won't say the name of the comedian. I don't know why. I just don't want to. Um, I went to a like album release show and after party for a comedian. And so I went to the ad, like we watched that he did the whole show and like had friends and, and, but you know, you could buy the album and he was like an after party set. And it was a club on Hollywood. It used to be the, what was it called? Like shoes or whatever. Star shoes, star shoes. It was that club, but whatever it was after it was star shoes. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was where star shoes was. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, and so I go to the after party and our friend, a friend of ours who runs the comedy record label, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. was at the, at the club sitting at a table. So I like just sat down with him cause he's my friend and we're just chatting. And so then when the comedian who was like the star of the night or whatever showed up, he sat with us because our friend put out his record. And so he is part of the deal. He got bottle service. So I, I like, I got enjoyed. Yeah. So drunk. Yeah. Um, because I got to enjoy and it was, it was vodka and it was like a big carafe of vodka and a bunch of like mixers around it. You sort of like like, mix your own. Uh, it's the only time I've ever gotten bottle service. Have you ever gotten bottle service? I've, uh, I've been in, yeah, like similarly, I've never like ordered it for myself, but I've been at a table with someone who did get bottle service. Exactly. I've enjoyed the fruits of it, but yeah, never, I've never been one to like shell out that kind of money or like uh, reserved a table at a club. Like that's just not. I mean, you and I aren't really club people. We're not. We're bar people. people. Like Ed Sheeran. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a lyric. Oh, okay, it's something something in the club. So the bar is where I go. Okay. Yeah, he he preferred Ed Sheeran. He's one of us. He prefers the bars to clubs. Yeah. Um, or even if I did go to a club, I would like get my drink at a bar. That would be like the fun part. Like dance my way to the bar and get a drink. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this club is absurd. It is gross. The acting is so bad. It's like well, first, first off, just from Charles Styles can't even like mm-hmm. pretend to listen convincingly. No, when they're like telling him the thing, like the camera's on him and he's like looking. That's my favorite part is his face, like <laughs> pretending to. Okay, Charles, now pretend to listen to this story. Hmm. Hmm. I wish the, hmm. we were on camera. You could yeah. see us both trying to do it, but yeah. it's like kind of like half nodding. But you can also kind of see him like looking like, am I doing it okay? Yeah, like he's not really like focused. He's yeah. like very self-conscious, but in a way that's like, he's just the, one of the least charismatic, interesting <laughs> people. And he, the way he talks, like I don't know where this accent is from, but to say like, Damage control. Damage control. Excessive. That's excessive. Excessive. <laughs> Collateral damage. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, it turns out that like the major D or whatever is like stealing bottles and then selling his like buying cheap bottles and then like selling them on, like for cash. Yeah, pocketing then, that money. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, we forgot about why the bottles are so expensive. No, like five hundred seventy-five dollars for a bottle of rum. Well, the who's who of Hollywood. It's the who's in who here. of Hollywood. When <laughs> Charles said that, I'm like, oh, he knows. No, that was the owner who said that. Oh, okay. The owner was like, well, Charles, you got to understand the who's right. who. We got the who's who of Hollywood coming right. in here. Right. Um, I wonder who the most famous person is who's ever ordered a bottle of service at Supper Club. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Orlando Bloom, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, like the. Um, like the culprits that they're like investigating is like the maitre d, the chef, and then like the main bottle service girl. And they're, yeah. s- they're all such bad actors. It's absurd. And they're all such like clearly actors. I mean, like, yeah. especially the, the guy who's the, you said maitre d, like the manager or yeah. whatever. He has like slick like, back hair yeah. and just like the way he like walks and he, he like everything. Look real. No, yeah. he's like a fake person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but the, one of the storylines is, so he, yeah, the, the manager is selling cheap bottles of vodka and pocketing the money and the bottle service girl, I don't like that term, but that's what they say over and over again in the episode. The bottle yeah. service girl is buying street meat or whatever, LA street dogs yeah. out on the sidewalk and selling them for 15 bucks a pop when yeah. they're like $2 each or yeah. whatever. Um, and that got me thinking about how, because like we've talked about the show's politics before, yes, and yes. like the way that they talk about Ugh, street vendors yeah. is awful, and yeah. also, but also I'm glad because this episode aired in 2015, and the legality of street vendors has come leaps and bounds yes. since then. There have yes. been um, uh, multiple legal victories won, including one less than a week ago um, in, in Sacramento Senate Bill. I looked it up, Senate Bill like 972 or whatever, uh, but it. Um, changes the health code to be more lenient reason, just reasonable like, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously i believe in like certain levels of regulation you want places that are selling food to people to not be making them sick but all of the health codes that were applying to street vendors were clearly based on restaurants and it was making it very easy right. for street vendors to be targeted and shut down right. so there's a major victory in sacramento um just this past week Great. um uh re revising the the health code as it applies to street vendors. So street vendors are in this city and in every city, be they selling food or whatever they're selling are a part of the lifeblood and the culture uh, of, 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 of any, any city. And I tend to think that people who are so turned off by street vendors, um, are the kind of people who don't want to have a, connection to the actual people of the city they live in they totally. are, they're like the not in my backyard type yeah of i wrote down like nimbyism yeah. and then yeah. like they were talking about like the stench yes, like the you stench. own a business on hollywood boulevard like how dare you yeah. so it's always yeah. it's always um you know racist it's always racist yeah 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 um and yeah meanwhile you're selling like you know generic short rib dishes or, or whatever the LA street dog, which is like a Americanized LA ified version of a Sonoran hot dog is like a signature dish of this city. Right. You know what I mean? I know you are a vegetarian and you don't want to make a break and wrap street dog 
uh, but, anyway, but, but like the smell of it, I would describe as like a night out. Like this is what a night out in LA smells like because yeah. at the end of the night, when you leave like any bar, it's going to be there. If you're walking around at night past a certain time, that's what it, that's what it smells like. Yeah. Yeah. I have not had one since before the pandemic because I haven't been going to like, I've never had one, obviously, but I've had like plenty of, um, like tamales from the lady at the cha. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, that's like zero regulation. (laughs) Like it's just someone brings a cooler in and it's like sanctioned by this bar. That's actually, there's a new, uh, I can't remember who was doing that. And I feel like I'm going to be like talking on my ass, but like, um, someone developed a, like specific tamale cart. Mm hmm that is made to pass regulations to okay. help tamale vendors. Oh, okay. Um, so like it, standardize the, yeah, the, the preparation amount of like the, or where the refrigeration is okay. and what kind of water, like it's, it, there's a lot of dumb, well, I mean, some rules, I don't want to sound like I want it to be a wild west. Like I believe in some regulation yeah. to keep people healthy, but not to right. target street vendors. The right. way that street vendors are already targeted for holdups and assaults yep. and stuff like that. Like yep. it, it's, it's already a tough line of work uh and these people are a part of whatever city they they live in now the last time i had a street dog november 2019 uh i went um with a couple of friends of of ours to see the band helmet on their 30th reunion tour Mm -hmm. at uh 1720 is the name of the club the venue 1720 16th street and uh yeah saw them they did for the 30th reunion tour they had no opening act Helmet did 30 dates and they played 30 songs, which is a lot of songs. And so they just like, songs, they yeah. just like wa- no opening act. They walked out and played for like two and a half, three hours straight, <laughs> like barely talking. And it was awesome. And then I like stepped outside and like wolfed down this street dog. And then I like said goodbye to my friends, got on the subway and fell asleep. Of course. <laughs> Cause I just probably had like two or three beers at the show and then wolfed down a street dog and then I fell asleep. And I think I rode the red line. <gasps> Did someone like, wake you up? No, I woke up on my own and I was like, cause I had gone North and I woke up in Union Station, right. which is the South. And I was like, Oh shit, I must've ridden it back. And then I looked at my clock and I was like, I think I might've ridden it all the way there back remember, more than once. I remember that. And like in the morning when you talked to me about it, I remember just being like pissed off about your like male privilege. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause like I could not do that. No. Yeah. Safely. No. Yeah. You can't just close your eyes on the train and take a nap the way I can. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Uh, um, so okay. back to mystery. Diners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, at one point, the um, bottle sir, her name was Cayman, by the way. Cayman kicks the um, the other bottle service. Well, it's the the Johnny is the manager, right? Johnny's and girlfriend. He's got his girlfriend and her friend doing the, his fake vodka taking promotion. Taking all of the sales. Which that reminds me of one of the, uh, one of the funniest things that happened. Um, very mystery diner style when they when they re- reveal like, oh, we can't use the card on, or we can't charge it. The, this thing has to be charged specifically to us. And she pulls out like a phone with a square thing on it. And I don't know if you notice when she, when she swipes Elliot's card, there's a very dramatic music sting. <laughs> <Dun-dun>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they're pocketing the cash. Um, but yeah, came in the, like the bottle service girl who works for a supper club. Yeah. Kicks, kicks the other girl. Or no, kicks, kicks the, the like the tray, tray that has the shots on it, yeah. out of her hand. Um, 
So, yeah, eventually the owners of the establishment are, like, so fed up watching the video. And this is what always happens. Like, I can't watch anymore. And they storm out with Charles. And then in this episode, so they, like, bring it back to the... um, what do they call it? Well, they normally bring them back to the control room. Right. This episode was a departure from right. the format. Right. Um, but the best part of the episode is where <laughs> crowds of people outside the supper club. On Hollywood Boulevard. On yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. Walk of Fame. Walk of Fame. See what's going on and then start chanting Charles. 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 Yeah. Charles. Yeah. That was the best part of the episode. Oh, because I can imagine Charles Stiles coming up with the idea and no one wanting to tell him no. Yes. (laughs) What if Uh, what if they're all chanting my name? Yeah. But then he also (laughs) says, this girl snapped. (laughs) (laughs) This girl snapped. I I, I did want to do some like funniest moments like we do for our normal thing, because I have some I have one in particular. Okay. But first, I want to just point out. Um very specific Hollywood locations. When we see the like private eye footage of Johnny, like buying the, um, um, the cheaper vodka, you Uh know, the parking lot that's supposed to be the parking lot of like a liquor store is the park is on vine. The parking lot just North of the, um, Avalon where you and I went to the HCA awards earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know is because Sharky's is directly across the street. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And when I, um, when I went to put Sharky's into my phone, it tried to auto-complete Sharky's rewards. <laughs> Good one. So I don't know why I'm texting that so much. Uh, okay, should we move? I, I do have a funniest moment, unless you have more observations uh, about nope. the episode itself. Nope. Um, when, <laughs> when the sausage scam is revealed, mm-hmm. you know, that Cayman's going out and taking people's money and then buying $2 sausages and making a oh, $15 profit. I know what you're going to say. And <laughs> And Charles goes, guys, look around. Your, your whole club is filled with people eating sausages. And it is just shots of all these people in these, like, chomping. fancy beds, yeah. just chomping street And then the dogs. music is, da-da-da, yeah. da-da-da. And then he, like, goes, he doubles down and goes back for more. And he's like, your whole club's a sausage fest. Yep. Yep. Well. Um, let's see. Mystery Dungeon, make it fashion. Keep your shoes off the bed. That's what I wrote. Keep your shoes off the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's it. Unless you want to try and find out any similarities and differences between the friends episode and, uh, uh, um, no, no. Okay. Um, I'm sure we could find some, I'm sure. We I, could. I wonder how, how Monica, what Monica would have thought of the way those beds are made, you know? Yeah. At the supper club. Luckily there's no like covers over the, it's just like a, yeah, there's no like bed sheets. Yeah, people, people are walking on it with their shoes on. Yeah, how are they cleaning that? They're it, not, as you said. I, they're gu- not. I guarantee yeah. they're not. So the next night you're going in. I mean, you can't anymore. It's been closed for years. But you're going in and lounging yeah. where some Hollywood douchebag had the bottom of his like designer cowboy boots. Yeah, the night before. Gross, yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's it. You can find us at Battleship... No. (laughs) Well, I guess you can find episodes of this podcast. You can find a post for every episode of BattleshipRetention.com, which is the name of uh, my other podcast and website where I write about movies. Check out all kinds of stuff there. Uh, You can... um, You can 
tweet me if you want if you support elon musk uh, it's <laughs> news the news today as of this recording uh elon musk bought twitter um you can tweet me at, at davy pretension but more importantly you can email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com we got a long email this week um yeah about like problematic jokes and whether like whether or not there are jokes that you and i when we're watching these shows that take place 15 to 25 years ago like are there jokes that we know are problematic but still like laugh at the joke because it's a good joke yeah i did have that one that i felt bad about the how i met your mother uh, episode where ted like it was more of the like fat shaming they do Mm -hmm. like one of his co-workers brought like an entire rotisserie chicken to work and he had the joke about like oh you brought lunch for everyone or whatever um but then he says, like, oh, Ted, that was so rude. And he said, she had 12 sides. And then Barney's like, oh, you know, you're going to make fun of her figure, too? I thought that was a funny, like, yeah. even though I don't like the fat shaming, just yeah. the, the, the construction of that joke I thought was funny. Construct- yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I have those as well. Um, and I'm going to be thinking about that as, yeah. I, as I'm watching yeah. more. Um, I, I think, like... I tend to, or maybe this is just in my mind, but I feel that I objectify the the women on the show. On both shows or just on Friends? I think, like, mostly on Friends. I guess on both shows. But you objectify Marshall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, well... Um, um, so, yeah. That's uh, where you can find us. Um, now, where can people find you? Uh, don't find me, but if you like this episode, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, you should rate, give us five stars. It's so easy. You just scroll down to whatever, wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating. Um, that way more people will be able to find us, right? That's how it works. I think so. Um, so yeah. Um, let us know if you are also watching mystery diners or if you're watching friends, if um, you have a favorite Mystery Diners episode. Yeah, they're all, if you have the Discovery Plus app, again, we're not, Discovery Plus doesn't pay us <laughs> to do this, but all the episodes are on, because they were so long that they were not airing Food Network, they were not airing yeah. Mystery Diners anymore, and you and I were so glad sad, sad when, when we yeah. got Discovery Plus to realize, like, <gasps> they're all on there. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> yeah. Um, hours of entertainment. Okay, um, until next time, see you at the Sausage Fest. <laughs> <laughs>